Hello and welcome to BakaCast, episode 391. I am your host, Dustin, and with me today is Aaron. Kinda. Uh, yeah, sorta. Very sleepy, Aaron. Um, Larry. Howdy. And Ben. Yo. Uh, on uh, <clears throat> this episode of BakaCast, we will be reviewing uh, a bunch of episodes from the summer 2019 season. And uh, you can find the show notes for this episode at www.projectharuhi.net or at www.audioentropy.com. So I decided to sort these anime by air date, um, according to what Anachart said was the air date. So if I somehow get this wrong, blame yell at Anachart, not me. I am blameless for this anyway. Yeah, okay. Not not totally blameless yeah, for other I'll things. Printed disclaimer. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll begin with Dumbbell Non Kilo Moteru, episodes one through two. How much do you lift, bro? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, uh, well right. it's, it's how much do you lift versus how much do you eat? <laughs> uh, yeah. This, this show was just almost painfully relatable for me because I have had uh, basically almost all my life I've had issues with my weight. Uh, and so like the main character uh, Hibiki I could totally feel for her. I could totally get where she was coming from. Is this another one of those shows about cute girls doing cute things that are that's actually a lot smarter than you'd think it would be? Uh, yes. yes, because uh, yeah, right. Because what it has is that it has so it has this girl, you know, who's got issues with her weight, uh, you know, and who's out of shape. Uh, she goes to the she uh, you know sci- she gets like this you know trial membership at this gym, so she goes to this gym to you know. Do some, uh, do some, like, uh, do some training. And, uh, and she meets up with, uh, the student council president, who also, who also went to the same gym, and so, like, they, uh, and so they train together, you know, lifting weights and, you know, doing exercises and, and stuff, and, uh. Yeah, the, the student council president liked the gym because it was a gym, the, uh, Hibiki liked the gym because of the instructor. Yeah, right. So, like, the instructor is this, you know, basically this uh, this pretty boy, except who turns out under underneath his tracksuit, he is totally ripped. He's Charles Atlas to the max. Nice. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, we get we get exercise, of course. Now. Hibiki's exercising. The only problem is, is uh, as she's walking, she's eating, and they're showing out how many calories she burns exercising, and how many tons of calories she's packing back on. You know, her excuse is, "I'm a growing person." Yeah, you're growing, okay, kid. You're growing yeah. in all sorts of interesting <laughs> directions, to the point where her uh, skirt, her summer skirt splits open because there's more hibiki in it than the skirt can handle, and her swimming suit splits open because there's more hibiki in it than, and they're done tastefully, but 
there's no doubt in your mind that Hibiki's a little pudgy. Uh, yeah. Although, yeah, although by episode two, she's actually starting to get, uh, she's starting to get more fit. She's and, getting uh, more fit. Well, she panics because she gains weight because she doesn't realize that muscle weighs more than fat. So, one question I do have about that show, especially given one of the sequences you just mentioned, is this show, does this show present, like, gaining weight as something that is just uniformly bad? No. Or is it just more like Hibiki wants her body to look differently, so... Yeah, that's... Hibiki tried the diet and self-exercise routine for a week, and it didn't work. So it's more like, you know, if you realize that you've got bad eating habits and don't exercise, then, you know, you need to get better eating habits and start exercising. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a better way to phrase what I was asking was, like, does the show present being overweight as inherently bad? Uh, I don't think we've made it that far to judge. Yeah, it it's yeah. I'll, I don't think it's it's. I don't think it's necessarily uh, her weight is the issue. It's her. Uh, it's basically uh, her. Uh, is that she basically uh, at least at the start she doesn't have enough muscle. She doesn't have much okay. muscle, and she's kind of pear shapey, and she wants to get back to that hourglass shapey. Yeah, but. Yeah, I was I was kind of worried that they were gonna be basically be like uh, you know totally fat shaming, but no, they were smarter about that than that. Yeah, and, it's so, okay. so far it has been. I mean, we've still we've only been introduced to two, well, actually three of the six main characters. So we need to see what the uh, other two characters are. Uh, well, actually, we we got introduced to the fourth one. That's her friend Ayaka, whose daddy runs a boxing. Uh, so and yeah, he keeps learning to do all sorts of interesting things. Yeah, and you've actually yeah. seen an additional one that you just don't know yet. Yeah. Wow. What? Have you read the manga? Or mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I've oh, read yeah. a few chapters of the manga. It was it was quite good. The anime <clears throat> was quite good as well. Okay, so we're we're in a quite good thing here. Yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, this. Uh... Yeah, I wasn't expecting much from this show, but uh, what I got was it was uh, unexpectedly, unexpectedly I could, good. I'm gonna give it a four. I give it a pair of fours for the two episodes. Yep. Also, also reasonable advice for just normal exercising and dieting. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. they they cover the you know if you do too much, you're gonna wake up the next morning feeling like a two by four, and you know it, it it's it's done. Yeah, I got a feeling there was some coaching from people who know what they were doing on this deal because they don't want you tearing muscles and they go into the bad parts of stretching. I mean, it, the detail is pretty good. We could spend 20 minutes talking about it, but uh, you have done good here. Watch it. Yeah, it's good. good show. It's funny. It, it's got it's got a fan service for everyone involved. Yep. And it's not obtuse great fan service it's just there yeah all right nice um it is i will give it a shot then um anyway uh moving on to 
uh kanata no astra episodes one and two or this is a sci-fi show right it's uh, also known as astra lost in space i'd been uh, okay. i'd been singing praises for the manga for months <laughs> and, aka uh, infinite revias 2.0 except not as mean that's a name i haven't heard in a long time yeah yeah except they're not nearly as cutthroat <laughs> right well it, it, although that it does seem like some of the characters figured out that uh, maybe this isn't um, all that it's chalked up to be either. Yeah, there. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I mean, I've read the, the manga is actually complete. Uh, it's like you know it. The you know the manga is actually complete at like uh, five volumes. Uh, I think I've read two of them. I should finish it. But from what I remember, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, uh... Strange enough, the original author, uh, way back in the day, he wrote Sket Dance. Which, uh... Oh, yeah, that thing. Which seemed okay for a couple episodes and then got very boring. <laughs> right, well, yes. The whole thing about Sket Dance, it was also much longer. Um... Because that went for, like, what, 77, 70-something episodes? Uh, oh, whereas uh, Astra is going to be considerably shorter. Because there's well, only five volumes of the manga. Um, so far, uh, it's got a good cast. It's set down a good story. And it's uh, moving right along. Um, yeah. It... <clears throat> it's, just, it's just, you know... We go to the camp planet, and you leave the students there so they can survive for five days by themselves, but they're not there more than 20 minutes, and this ball of energy grabs them and transports them 5,012 light years away from home. They yeah. conveniently find an old spaceship, and then they got to figure out how to get back home. That's the premise. Right, and, <laughs> and, so, and, yeah, and so what's neat is that each of the each of the students, each of the uh, each of the kids. So there's uh, there's minus one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. One of them. Well, one of them is just this. Well, one of them is an elementary schooler. Uh, he's like she's the little sister of uh, one of the uh, you know of one of the uh, main students. But uh, each of the kids has uh, like has their own particular set of skills. And and so and so the and so it's all about them coming together to solve these problems and uh, you know and figure out how to get home. And you know the main character, the main guy, <clears throat> who's, who's sort of like who sort of becomes the captain, is this guy uh, is uh, Kanata, who was uh, you know who's like uh, who's an you know, who's an athlete who had been, who'd, who'd actually been, who'd actually done, like, who'd actually done survival training, and who, you know, who had an incident where, you know, he was, like, lost in the wilderness, where, where, uh, you know, he, he was lost in the wilderness, and, uh, his teacher, you know, his teacher got killed, uh, and, so he, sort of has, so he sort of has so he has trauma from that, 
Well, it's something he blames survive. himself for. Yeah, and yeah, and and so he, and so he 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 takes charge. He takes charge of the team, and uh, eventually the uh, the rest of the team uh, accepts his leadership because, well, he's the one. You know, he's actually pretty the good at making decisions in, on the spot. So, like I said, we're we're. It, kind of the lost in space. Uh, we don't have danger, danger, Will Robinson yet, but we're on our way back to the uh, to where we began, and we're um, it's it's okay so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they have to make a series of uh, they be, yeah they have to make a series of jumps, uh, you know, using their you know using their star drive uh, to various planets in order to in order to have enough uh, food and water to make the trip, because their ship can only carry 20 days' worth of food and water at a time. So... Huh. I, I still think it would have been a far neater idea to have to kill them off one by one in order to conserve supplies, but... <laughs> that's, uh... <laughs> that's... That's Aaron. not the most ethical of solutions. Oh, that's that's that's. We've, I'm sorry, so. sorry, Bob. We've uh, we've decided to vote you off and feed you into the ship's reactor. We need the fuel. <laughs> this is Aaron talking. Astra, I give force to also. Yes, you are the weakest link, but the densest fuel source. Exactly. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give fours to these episodes as well. It's a, a it's a it's a it's a very it's an entertaining show. It's it's yeah yeah the the comparison is uh, infinite revias, but uh, it's 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 got a more lighthearted tone, and it it actually gets flat out it's just goofy at times. Well, the lead the lead uh, Ms. Spring is is uh, yeah she's your typical bubbly airheaded goofball. Photographic memory can't make a mistake. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Well, that's that's the point. Is that each of these each of these kids has like hidden depths, and uh, you'll find out more about each of them as it uh, as the show goes on. Okay. Well, why don't you guys get stoned on the doctor? Yeah, so Doctor Stone, episode one. I, I there's been a lot of hype leading up to this one, and I did end up really enjoying it a lot. Um, the premise is a, a completely absurd. Uh, basically, the whole idea behind Doctor Stone is that uh, one day suddenly everyone just gets petrified. Um, the turn turn completely to stone and then they stay that way for like over 3000 years um as far as we know dr stone is one of the very first people to break out um along uh and then senku uh who is this when i was talking with aaron about it i described senku as Basically a JoJo character, but written by a different shonen manga <laughs> writer. Uh, he's... Uh, Sank... Uh, Sank... Uh, sorry. 
Um, yeah. I apologize. Sen- Senku is the smart one. Yeah, Never mind. Sen- Taiju. Taiju is the JoJo character. Yeah. Uh, he he's just like this big high schooler who is all muscle and kind of dumb in like a book smart way, but but like very uh very like pure and kind-hearted and passionate um and senku despite like calling him a big oaf um is clearly very fond of him uh and has a lot of like respect for the guy uh and so the two of them sort of set out to rebuild civilization and work on a cure for the petrification. Uh, and so the first episode is kind of all about the petrification happening. We get a montage sequence with thousands of years passing uh, with Taiju uh, holding on to his consciousness uh, because he was interrupted by the petrification in the middle of confessing his feelings to uh uh Yuzuriha, uh and he simply could not die before uh letting uh before actually finishing his, his confession and then whereas you're... like <laughs> whereas like senku just keeps track of time yeah, yeah. he just counts <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he he kept a count of every second that he was petrified yeah, so, and then he was able to accurately convert that into the precise date that uh, they're at, which is October 5th, 5,738. Um, but yeah, so, like, for the first episode, it's basically them, like, waking up from petrification. Uh, Dr. Stone, um, Senku, basically explaining what's happening uh, and saying, like, all right, I've got the brain to know how we can sort of skip ahead to the technical technological developments that we need to sort of go through. But I need you to be the muscle to help me like actually sort of do the grunt work to make that happen. Uh, so we've got a we, we got a whole we got a whole bunch of like fun montage sequences <laughs> with them gathering ingredients, uh, ties you just stomping the hell out of some grapes. Uh, to make some wine. Also, he only has one volume. Yeah, set, yeah. Taiju only ever shouts everything. Yeah, that got old really um, fast. I don't know. It's I hated it in Black Clover, but I'm kind of okay with it here. I don't know. I just well, love. I just like Taiju. Yeah, a lot. I, I like him. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's just I think he was a bit too shouty. That's all. It's just. I wish I, yeah, I, I wish he so. could modulate his voice somewhat. Yeah, it uh, it didn't really bother me that much, but I can see how it how uh, it would. Get it didn't bother me a lot. Um, it just bothered me a little bit. It's just it's a minor nitpick as far as these things go. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Like I, I've I've seen some people post like. Uh, some clips from the manga on Twitter, so I know that eventually uh, they're going to get into a scuffle with the a, a dude known as the strongest primate high schooler, which is 
that that is that is some fucking Don Gone Ron Paw shit. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It is it is extremely shown in all the best well, ways. Yes, so far. Well, that's because the manga is was originally serialized in Shonen Jump. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Which is... uh, it's also like part of the Viz, uh, Viz like Shonen Jump subscription. Yes. If you sign up for that online, um, but yeah, I like the first episode a lot. I give it a five. Yep. Doctor Stone is is very weird. Like when the manga came out, it was just like, oh sweet, a new manga by um, oh what is it, Bosi? Boichi. Yeah. Who um is normally known for very, very, very fan servicey to hentai manga. And it's just like, he oh, he's a, doing a shonen. He, okay, yeah, he has a work that's just straight up called Slut House, which I feel like I could imagine what that's about. <laughs> yeah, his, his art is really good, even when it isn't being used for pure, purely fan servicey, like here. Um, but like when it was announced, it was just like, wait, well, he's doing a shonen? <laughs> yep. What? Well, yeah, the girls are cute, but uh, he, but he manages to restrain himself from showing the naughty bits. Uh, which it also probably helps that it's being written by the same dude who uh, also wrote Eye Shield Twenty One. Well, yeah, alongside Yusuke Murata. So, uh, guy's name is uh, Richiro Inagaki. So he's got. He's got some experience. I Shield 21, highly celebrated sports manga. Yes, I read it. It's great. Also, can we stop for a moment and think about how horrifying it is and, and how they, they kind of touch on this at like three and a half minutes? When yeah, you think they, about everyone sort of... is literally stuck inside. They're, they're still fully conscious. Until they just decide to give up, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, like they're sort of during the sequence where everyone gets petrified. Like we hear some like internal monologues of some side characters who are just utterly horrified at their predicament. And yeah, it is just existentially probably <laughs> one of the worst fates that you could endure. Yeah, I think uh... <laughs> like like being conscious but unable to do literally anything other than think yep i think most people would probably just mentally check out after a while yeah which is like it's again like why senku and taiji were noted as special in, in that they had the mental fortitude you know regardless of their reasons being completely different they had the mental fortitude to just keep themselves conscious I... for over 3,000 years. I can't remember if they actually continue that thought, though. Or it just gets kind of hand-waved with ever, with uh, the other people uh, they revive. It's been a long time maybe, since I've read the uh, manga. Maybe the way they'll do it is that, like, without being forcibly, like, uh, cured by the nitrile that... Um, Senku and Taiju create like if you lost consciousness you're just gonna get stuck there like the only way to force yourself out without the nitrile is to like just 
sort of do what they did. Well, no, maybe. I mean, even even uh, even they needed the nitro. Yeah, that's true. Because like one of the the scene we see before Saint uh, Taiju breaks out is like some nitro dripping on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess some like natural occurring nitro. Yeah. That so... is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I re- I read a little bit of the manga and then I dropped it because I don't like what they. It, I don't like something that happens later on. Maybe I should okay. pick it back up and and uh, read it and see if it actually explains more. Uh... Yeah. Also, I like the idea that just. How do we get rid of the uh, the stone casing? Maybe something that's designed to dissolve the stone casing and etch things. Yeah. <laughs> the, the simplest answer. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I do appreciate that the solution is easy. It's just like the tricky part is actually making the thing when civilization has totally collapsed and you've got to make everything from scratch now. Yeah, and I know one of the things that they that they were having uh, concerns about is how much to show, as far as giving people ideas, and like if you watch at the very end, I think, yeah, at the very end, there's a <laughs> this is a work of fiction, but the plants, animals, and production methods described are based on reality. Forging and making things on your own accord is extremely dangerous and in some cases illegal. Please do not imitate without expertise. <laughs> yeah, it's don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it reminds me a lot of like a fictionalized version of this YouTube channel called Primitive Technology. Um, <laughs> and if you've ever seen this YouTube channel, you may know what I'm, you'll immediately know what I'm getting at. But uh, Primitive Technology is an entire YouTube channel about this one dude who just has like this spot in a forest where he just is making everything from scratch using the resources of the forest. So it's just about him. It's just him filming himself like making a primitive hut and then some like ovens and a bow and, and like bows and arrows it's weirdly soothing to watch <laughs> um one of the th- one of his most recent updates was a month ago he made polynesian arrow arrowroot flour uh, or fired clay bricks so if you want to if you want to see something similar to Dr. Stone, but in real life, just check out the Primitive, Primitive Technology YouTube channel. He has 9.5 million subscribers at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Another thing, I got to give a shout out. The uh, the montage, which uh, sort of shows the 3,000 year, you know, the 3,000 years. That montage was amazing. It was real good, yeah. Uh, I liked it showing um, not only just the sort of passage of time and like degradation of the city, city, but also how, you know, weather caused changes as well and the landscape transformed. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I really like it. So let's see here. Next is 
Araburu Kisetsu no Otome Domoyo. Or, uh, Omaiden Junior Savage Season. This is the Mariokado yep. one, right? Correct. Yep. <laughs> yeah. How it's based this? on a manga by Mariokado. Yeah, I, uh, skipped this one. Well. Well. Yeah, I have a higher tolerance for Mariokado than you do, and, uh, I thought the show was, I thought the show was fun. I looked at it and said, okay, I can understand all this. Uh, I have to admit, as a side note, the choice of cast, uh, the entire main cast is uh, 20-somethings who would fit in probably to this scenario much better than older veteran actresses would. And it's like the, you know, it's like, well, we're all sitting there. So what do you want to do before you die? And somebody says, sex. And the whole place comes unglued like it would with a bunch of post-adolescents. It's like it was, uh, I'm not sure where Okada's headed with this, but it, it, the, uh, the first episode, especially the ending of the first episode was like, oh my. Right. Yeah. Right, because so the story it follows these five these five girls who are members of the literature club at their high school, and so they're like you know so they're reading like you know they're basically reading the like sex scenes in classic literature, <laughs> and getting and and freaking oh out over it, <laughs> you know, yep. and and each of them sort of has their you know has their own issues and hang ups. And it's like, yeah. Well, it, it's typical high school, you know, it's like, you know, fawning over, you know, it's like, yo, he has to confess to me, do this, do that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, like, the, yeah, so, like, the main point of view, the sort of, like, the sort of the main character, although it's, it's, it's an ensemble, it's an ensemble cast, but, like, the, sort of the one whose point of view we follow for most of the episode is, you know, is this girl who, you know, had a childhood friend that, he, you know, that she'd been hanging out with ever since they were kids, uh, but as, like, well, as puberty happened, you know, you know, girls started getting attracted to this guy and, and were sort of basically bullying her bullying her She's, to uh you know to he he became a looker and she was ordinary yeah yeah so they, and so all the girls were trying to figure out what a looker would have in common with an ordinary girl and it got to the point where he was saying well should i just not talk to you in public yeah so yeah you can carry on from there yeah. So the yeah the capper of the episode. So the at the end of the and and so frequently you know she uh, you know her mom like makes dinner makes dinner and like uh, and she so she takes like she takes you know dinner she takes dinner over to her childhood friend's place. Uh, and so at the so the end of the first episode she's uh, <clears throat> she takes him. Uh, yeah, she uh, yeah, she's like take yeah, she's taking her dinner, taking dinner into this into the sky, and finds that uh, well, he's masturbating to porn in his room. 
That's pretty blunt, yeah. When she and uh, she goes uh, for the military term, she goes BF off to BH, or goes screaming out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 actually, and and actually, the sequence gets the sequence actually turns like really hilarious because after she walks out, after she runs out of this guy's house, like she's like running around the city, and and basically everything she sees. She sees like sexual imagery and everything. So like, so like the big one is like she sees a train. She you know, she sees like a train entering a tunnel. <laughs> I the moment you said train, I knew you were gonna put tunnel in there. Yeah, somewhere. and she's yelling, but it won't fit. Yeah, and it's. <sighs> well, okay. Again, this is Okada. Yeah, it just sounds. And again, it just seems so surface level and trite. Well, to me, it, it's the first episode, and I mean, you know, okay, there was shock value. Now, uh, you know, just, I gotta see how I gotta see at least another episode of this to see because it left you okay. Now what? Which again is something. That her stuff has done left you going. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm on board for this show. I was I enjoyed I, this I, I enjoyed this episode. I idle curiosity on my end because you know uh, having gone through children and having uh, being surrounded by uh, neighbors who have children in the age bracket that's being explained here and seeing some of the things that are going on, it's like okay, let's see how close to real life she gets. So far, she's not doing too bad. I give it a four. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. All right, then. Um, Fire Force, episode one, uh, which I did watch uh, and I very much enjoyed. Uh, it had a like really solid first episode um, where it basically introduces the concept where uh, in year 198 of the solar era... Which is, I love when shows come up with new, like, year systems. Um, that's great. Uh, basically, like, uh, Tokyo is dealing with a phenomenon called spontaneous human combustion. Uh, and basically means you turn into a fire demon at basically any time. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty terrifying still a step down uh, from being frozen in your own body forever true yeah at least you go fast probably and, i mean yes, you but this you warm also combust and take out everyone near you yeah it is a lot there's a lot more collateral damage that's for that's for sure i was gonna say and it leaves um, you with this warm feeling <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, also <laughs> you may be self-aware while while killing people while combusting yes uh, so really 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 also very bad just in a different direction um and uh basically there's there's this special special firefighting unit that uh doesn't really use water so much as they just punch the fire to death <laughs> well yeah what they have is they have uh on their teams, let's see, they have uh, a combination of uh, 
of uh, pyrokinetics who can control fire, and uh, and and uh, oh yeah, and a priestess, and also just like normal ass people who are just good at fighting yes. things. Well, yeah, and they have and they have uh, tricked out gadgets that they uh, they have gear that uh, they have pile bunkers. Yes. They sure do. Which are quite um, possibly the stupidest and yet raddest thing ever created. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, our protagonist is Shinra. Um, I can't stop thinking of Final Fantasy VII whenever his name comes up. Uh, but he's a third-generation pyrokinetic who can actually create fire um, with his feet. Uh, and his whole tragic backstory is that his family was burned up in a sudden uh like outburst of fire and he was blamed for it uh but as we find out he wasn't the cause of the fire it was some other fire demon that did it dun 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 um, yeah uh, uh and he and i kind of like his weird weird like uh tick where whenever he's nervous he gets like this weird devil grin kind of thing going yeah, it's well. Yeah, it it, it yeah. It looks it's, like it looks like a grin, but it's like it's actually a grimace. Yeah, uh, like if you, it's like the it's like a shonen antagonist smile. It's basically like a Bakugo smile, except he's not actually like happy. He, it just his face tightens up when he's nervous. Um, it's 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 a like kind of a silly gimmick to think about, but I think it works out pretty well considering, uh, given like his whole deal. Yeah. Uh, I think they incorporate it well. Uh, <clears throat> then there's um, Akitaru, who is the uh, leader of the uh, uh, like Company 8 firefighting unit. Uh, he doesn't have powers, he's just basically Captain America. He has training. He's just, re he's just a real buff dude who's good at fighting. Um... Uh, he's he's kind of fun. He's a he's a bit goofy, uh, l willing to mess around with his subordinates. Uh, then we have one of my favorite characters, uh, Takehisa, uh, who is the second in command, um, and he is he's basically just grown up Ida from My Hero Academy. Um, I one of my favorite scenes of this of this episode was when. Um, the characters are messing around, and he just straight up throws a clipboard into the wall. <laughs> and, it, and it's not like throws it against the wall, no, into, like a shuriken. Yeah, yeah, the, the clipboard <laughs> goes inside of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> As if he was throwing an axe. Uh, it's, and they sort of just like, f follow the trajectory of the clipboard over to him. Uh, and he's just looking very serious and very disappointed in them. <laughs> and I like him a lot. Um, then also there's Maki, uh, who is a second generation, uh, pyrokinetic. She cannot create fire, however, um, well actually, can she create fire? Or can she just control no. it? Control it. Okay, yeah, she she just controls already existing fire. She cannot generate it. Only third generations can uh, create. All right, yeah, that's that's what I figured. Um, 
And then we also have Iris, who is a nun, I guess. <laughs> who, uh, who prays? I don't, which... I don't know what... I'm not sure what the prayer actually does. Well, it's because they ascribe religious significance to what's going on with the fire, with the fire yeah. demons and stuff. And so, and so, what's happening is that is that defeating uh, a fire demon also involves exercising them. Okay, the, is so they is, is that a thing that even like the the fire force companies believe? Because it seems like it's not just done for show because she also prays like when they're just alone in the crumbling building. Yeah, I mean I think that's a uh, I think that's a widely held religious belief in the society. All right. Yes. Also the also the ending theme animation implies that all of her fellow nuns died in a horrific fire except for one. Yes, her and like one other nun. So that's good. Got two tragic backstories in here. Um, no, we have not yet begun the tragic backstory. Oh, I'm sure. There's probably going to be plenty. This is a shonen, uh, Dustin. We've already had a shower scene with the only two female characters. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I've heard that the actual fan service character has not yet appeared. Which scares me. Because again, they already did a shower scene with both of the female characters so far. Um, so I am a little worried about that. But I mean, at least Maki and Iris are both like enter. Well, all the all the characters really are entertaining, um, and the premise is fun, and the animation is damn good. Yep. So, um, I'll, I'll be willing to put up with a little fan service, I guess, if the rest of the stuff stays pretty strong. Uh, cause I really did enjoy this, this first episode. <clears throat> yeah, as fan service scene, uh, this wasn't even close to being the worst offender. Uh, the worst offender as in what will eventually happen in this show or compared to other... Compared to other shows. Okay, yes, I will agree with that. I was really wor worried for a second that you were doing a whole, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, <laughs> I, no, because I actually have never, I never, I, ne I never read the manga. I never read the manga, so uh, I'm actually going to this, going into this fresh. And, okay, uh, I see. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I really like Fire Force. Um, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I will give this episode a five. I'm going to give it a four. I thought it was a solid show. Solid episode. It, it's a shonen. It, it, it's as competently put together of a shonen as I suppose shonen can get. So. I don't know. I think it's got a little more going for it than the typical, like, your run-of-the-mill shonen show. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, I guess it doesn't really do... I guess it doesn't really do anything out of the ordinary compared to other shonen shows, I suppose. So yeah, it it doesn't I mean, do anything. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anything to stand out. It is competently put together, um, but that's well, that's best. It's got some. It's got it's got cool fire effects. It, that's what it's got going for it. It did. It did. It it the animation looks very nice. 
Um, yeah. Also, it, it does have a very solid aesthetic. Yes. Um, it, it has all of the same normal issues as Shonen's do. Um, but, uh, but yes, it, it is, it is okay. All right. Uh, I assume that's a three from you. Yeah. In comparison to other shows, two. In comparison to Shonen's, four. <laughs> Man, I did not expect, uh, I was not expecting to be the, the high score on it, this. It's. It's I can't. Though, though also more. I don't tend to watch a whole lot of shonens. I I mostly skip them. So which is is basically all I watch shonen anime for at this point is just the cool fight scenes. Yeah, because <laughs> e everything else is done better by everything else. Um. Also, I just I can't get over of how stupid looking the uniforms are. I it I like the greatly. uniforms. I like the uniforms a lot, actually. They're just poofy. They're they're too. Of course, of course they are. They're, they're fighting fires, dude. Yes, but you know, they don't wear anything on their faces. Yeah, they they some of them's got some of them have masks, and some of them just kind of have hats. Yeah, like the non-powered ones, they've got face masks. It's. it's but um. I, I, I'm guessing for... like the ones who can't control fire. I'm guessing the ones who can control fire don't use face masks because like they can just divert them. But then why have the big poofy thing? Especially for someone whose whole deal is is go fast. Uh, well, uh, I don't think his is as poofy as the others. You you are increasing the drag and decreasing your power. Also, as I'm skimming through the episode. I just forgot that it did. Yes, fight scene is good. Reason for fight scene is very stupid. We'll hold its movements as it, they proceed to attack once, and then it just backs off and stands there while the main uh, hero charges up for a good two minutes to do his attack. Cool. Oh, I, I don't know. I, also this, I think that's really nitpicky. Also, it's dodging bullets. Why can it not dodge his kick? Okay. Uh, again, these are all shonen nitpicks, so I'll, I'll no. stop. But we, we appreciate the commentary. I don't care. I just... <laughs> it's fun. It, it could be so much better, though. Hey, a lot of stuff I, we've watched lately. Can I be don't so think much the better. main issues with it are the uniforms are poofy. <laughs> no, no, not the uniform. That's just a personal nitpick. I, I do, however, really like the uh, the glowy band and how they did that. It is very neat, uh, sort of aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving right along. Let's uh, talk about Grand Belm, episode one. <clears throat> yeah, Grand Belm. Which, yeah, it, it takes a while to figure out what's going on because you're you're basically following this uh, this girl who is just dropped in the middle of insanity with no idea. Yeah. With no idea of, like, the context or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, After, like, <clears throat> the first episode, the, the general premise seems to be 
like Holy Grail War, but instead of servants, they summon uh, like a SD Mecha, and then they fight. Okay, well, now I guess I have to watch this. <laughs> yes, it's like yes, it's <laughs> it's it's fate. It's it's like fate, but instead of servants, there are mechs, and uh, all the mages are cute anime girls. Well, and all it's, right. it's, uh, it's, so, a, it's a highly experienced cast as well. So it's it, it's so it's fate G Gundam. And yeah, and and <laughs> oh yeah, and the and the uh, and the girls when they're fighting have absolutely psychotic expressions on their faces. Oh, so that's why Aaron likes it. Yeah, yeah, and and the the SD robots are basically super robots, not real robots, which makes oh, their, yeah. their giant explosion attacks even better. Yep. Hell yeah! Give me that Majinger action. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 magic powered, is what they are. So yeah. is this is the tone of it like? So is the tone of it closer to G Gundam, where it's sort of just like goofy fun, or is it closer to like Fate or Y Cross, where this is deadly serious? Well, um, nobody's died, but a couple have been beat up pretty bad. So yeah, I'm not. I, I think it's somewhere somewhere in between. I think. All right. Yeah, because yeah, based mean, upon the first episode, like there's if, bad stuff going on, but it's okay because it's all an illusion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they're sort of their battles. Their battles take place in this kind of uh, sort of illusion, illusionary, illusion. Yeah, dreamscape, illusionary dimension, or whatever. Okay. So no one actually gets hurt. Well, we don't know. Or yet. is it? Or is it? If you die in the dreamscape, you die in real life. We, we, we haven't made it that far. Yet. Can't tell you. Okay. The, the main character part. does kill someone, uh, so we'll find out next episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's up in the air. Yeah, it's another one of them cliffy hangies. Time to find out if you're a murderer. Uh, I gave it a four. I thought it was it was much better than I was expecting. Then again, I wasn't expecting yeah. much, so I'll give yeah. it a three. It was pretty solid. I'll give it a four. Mech fights were cool, right. nothing uh, else. Speaking of fate, uh, I watched Lord Elmoloy II Case Files Rail Zeppelin Grace Note, please, which is the real title. Please don't forget the second, too. Otherwise, you, you'll crush him with his guilt. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I really like that... Honestly, this probably has the... Other than maybe the first couple episodes of Fate Last Encore, this probably has the best couple opening episodes of a Fate series, uh, simply because it doesn't waste your goddamn time. Well, yeah, because it's already wasted your time. Well, I, I love when you guys are blunt. It, uh, I I really like this show, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm basically calling this Waivers Case Files because the whole point of this show. Is it showing, you know, Waver after Fate, after the events of Fate Zero, when he's like, you know, when he's had time to process it, and uh, he's sort of, he's grown older and wiser, 
and seeing an older and wiser waiver is awesome. Yeah, it's really fun, and he has a good cast of supporting characters who I have no idea what's what's their deal yet, but they're pretty neat. <laughs> um, like, Grey's got something going on, not sure what her deal is, but she can apparently see, like, <clears throat> ghosts? <laughs> uh, um, also, there's also one... There's like a couple twins that are that really like him and uh, who he's like teaching, and one of them smells things real good, and the other can just like enhance himself with, uh, with like beastly qualities where he can just give himself no, that's like the same one. Oh, that's the same one. Oh, the same one who smells good. What can the I can't remember what the other one what what his special power is. Uh he does it but it doesn't really show much. He he's in general just a really good mage. Okay. Uh but what it does show him doing is slowing down the car. Oh right. Okay, yeah. He he sort of makes it come to a stop. Um not as flashy but you... as dude that transforms legs into dog legs and then slashes the car tire to spin it around. But, yeah. But still important. St- still useful, yes. Um, yeah, so they're, they're fun also characters. Also, his job they is have... to come up with cool nicknames for Waver. I love his nicknames for Waver. <laughs> I think at one point, like, one of the nicknames he comes up with is, like, Professor Absolute Territory. <laughs> um and waver waver kind of hates it but he can't really like he 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 can't he can't really like he doesn't really go too hard on the kid because he's doing it he's only doing it because he genuinely likes waver uh and he's like i think is the the justification the justification he gives in the first episode which is actually labeled episode 00, zero instead of episode zero 01 because because it was screw a preview it, episode this is fate yeah from last... even though it's like a full episode though well yeah but it was a preview in that it aired last december or november yeah um but the justification he gives is like okay if curses work by like saying saying stuff about a person i'll just like try and increase your power by like saying good things about you it's a reverse curse. it's like a, it's a nega curse um but yeah like the the whole idea is waiver is essentially uh tasked with filling in the shoes of um the original el malloy who died a horrific death during the holy grail war um and even though uh waver did not actually kill him he feels indirectly responsible for the guy dying i mean to be fair he Um, is pretty responsible in that he stole his iskandar's uh summon uh cloak thing Oh, I forgot about that part. It has been a very long time since I watched Fate Zero. <laughs> like, had uh, Elmo Roy gotten Iskandar, that would have been a good fight. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, so he gets tasked by Lord Elmoloy's younger sister, I believe. Uh, yep. Niece, um, but yes. Niece, yeah. Uh, Lord <laughs> sister niece. by succession. Yes, Lord Elmoloy's niece, um, who is in direct succession for Lord Elmoloy's spot on the council, but she's too young. So Waver is kind of serving as a regent, essentially. I also um, really like basically her. taking her spot on the council until she grows up. Also, she is a very good character. <laughs> She's crazy. I like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the way she trolls Waver is <laughs> pretty amusing. Yeah, it's she's she's a very good counterpoint to him. Um and that she's not like she's not really com- she's not completely malicious, but also I say she's more capricious than she is malicious. Like she's going to do what's best for her. Um and just how it happens what's best for her is like making Waver take on a whole lot of responsibility. <laughs> That he is not necessarily prepared for. <laughs> Which she and also, <laughs> and also the people on the Council of Mages don't necessarily want him there. Uh, so straight up, like, one of the first episodes is him dealing with an assassination attempt. Um... Also, one of also we come to find out in both these episodes is that one of the things that make, makes Waver so unique and also so dangerous to the rest of the mages is that he actually has a moral compass <laughs> and empathy and empathy. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> like one of the mages literally points out how unusual it is for him to care about other people. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it, because the mage society and fate is uh, basically it selects for sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah. So, even I, I like just like yeah, us mages are weird, but that guy is was way out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. This seems to be turning into an a show all about how. Uh, Waver is just going to just screw with the rest of the mages from the inside. <laughs> because honestly, they've got it coming. Uh-huh. <clears throat> mages are dicks. In fact, the whole in fact the whole Holy Grail War could basically be just summed up as mages be dicks. Yeah. Anytime magic is involved, whether it be wizards or mages or or any sort of caster, they'd be dicks. So, uh, you're saying you should watch this more often? Yeah, honestly, like, if... If you don't care about the Fate universe, it may be a little difficult to get straight into this. Um, though if you do like Fate Zero, this is a very good follow-up, I would say. Um, if you do like Fate stuff, though... Like, I can't imagine that you wouldn't like Case Files. Okay. Unless you somehow don't like Waver, which in that case, just get out. You don't belong here. <laughs> that, that's, well, uh, now that it, was, that's pretty uh With the first three episodes are just set up to the actual story that's going to be told here. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's definitely set up, but even still, like, they did the setup in an interesting fashion. 
because like the episode zero zero does still have like some action in it it has el mole solving a mystery you know it's got it's got conflict in it um and episode one like a big chunk chunk of it is waiver relating sort of the stuff that happened between uh the start of this series and um and the end of fate zero where he goes on a trip to babylon and that has some like fun action in it as well so yeah even though it is like still all set up uh because fate series always love their setup it's a far more interesting setup than we usually get from these shows mm-hmm. okay so you guys are going to give it what sixes uh i i actually really like these um I'm giving them fives. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I I really enjoyed my time with these two episodes a lot. Um, <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Uh, I like them. I want more. Nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, if only because I like Waver. Uh, I also like the detail of uh, when he when Waver has to change clothes... Um, he still, he kept the, uh, I think it was that one, stra- uh, I can't remember what strategy game Iskandar was playing, um, but he kept Iskandar's shirt, uh, that had the, that strategy game logo on it. It's his comfort shirt. Yeah, it's great. I like it. It's a neat detail. Um, Moving right so along. yeah, next we have, uh, Next, we have a show that Ben uh, deliberately trolled Larry with. Um, Ari Ferretta Sho- uh, Sh- Shokugyo de Sekai Saikyo, episode one. Uh, ben, yeah, ben, okay. ben anyway. wait a minute, Ben, before you start, he says, Watch this. Tell me what you think of it. All right, I'm going to sum it up in two sentences. Imagine an 80 level RPG game, and you get dumped in at level 45. Okay, so, yeah, this is based on a light novel, and I have read the light novels, and I enjoy the light novels. I mean, they are, they're, it's not the best, it's not the best isekai out there. Yeah, it's an isekai, but it had its, it had its virtues. Uh, the anime basically screws up everything. Oh, dear. It's, it's like, it is a mess. So this is is kind of like a um, arpeggio of Blue Steel situation where the source material is actually, you know, pretty decent, but they just do a real bad job with the adaptation. It blows. It's even worse. This really blows. It's even worse because, okay, because the thing about arpeggio is that, you know, arpeggio is at least halfway coherent. Yeah. This is not. Uh, Because... Because what they did in this episode, they adapted about half of the first volume, which, okay, which is insane. Because typically, typically, it takes about four episodes to adapt a volume of a light novel. Uh, unless the vol- unless the light novel is really thin, which Araferetta is not. 
you know, so basically having to, like, try and cover so much content, basically everything that explained what the hell was going on, that was all in the original white novel, very well explained, that guy left on the cutting room floor. And so what you're, what you're, what you're left with is a jumbled mess with no sense of, with like, no sense of how to make a scene flow, you know, or, you know, how to, you know, know, how to make the story flow between scenes. It's just, like I said, uh, you you got tossed in at level 45 of a late 80 level RPG and said, here. Yeah. Also the CG looks stupid. Oh, that's what that oh, was. Dear. I thought that oh, was Etch a Sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah. Sorry. Keep in mind. All right. I, I actually did. I did some digging, and uh, the studio that the studio behind this was uh, Ass Reed, who did. Uh, they did. Uh, the last thing they did was uh, Lord of the Lord of Vermilion, which was kind of lame, lame edgelord crap. Uh, but before that, they did Big Order. Oh, no. <laughs> you re- you remember Big Order, don't you? You wish yeah. you didn't, but yeah, I, you do. I do remember watching that first episode and thinking, and thinking, like, man, Big Order is so bad that it makes me question whether I actually liked Future Diary. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing, yeah, the, yeah, that studio also did Future Diary, but for some reason, basically, like the people who had like the people uh, the people who did who were on Future Diary that were you know halfway competent, they must have been gone by that time. And yeah, so like this is like basically this is the crew who did Big Order, and uh, they they have absolutely no clue of what proper story structure is. It's look. It it's felt like it felt like fifteen individuals in their own little cubes, and then they threw it all together, put it in the mishmash, and produced it. Nobody proofed it. Nobody. It's just like ta da, done. So, what I think they're doing is one of two things. One, they're going to go back next episode and start from the beginning. Or two, they're trying to get to the part where he meets with the thousand-year-old vampire as fast as possible. Well, yes, the preview the preview leads me into direction number two. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, the the like the last shot before the end of the episode is uh, yeah it shows the uh, it shows the uh, the lowly vampire chick. Uh... <clears throat> Uh, being like uh, sort of uh, imprisoned somewhere, <laughs> and yeah, the the well, I guess the whole point is to basically get to her. Is uh, yes, they're trying to cover they're they're trying to cover way too much material in way too short of a time, and it's I, wrong. I found it extremely annoying because I could see some of the premise in there. I'd sh- like to know a why level 45 is where I got thrown in at, B, what did level 1 look like, and B, C, where is level 80, and what happens when I get there? I would have liked all that, and then the rest of it could have gone kind of as it did, but this was like, huh? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I so I give it a two. I get, you, can fi- you, can, you can finish raging, but I'm giving it a two. Yeah, I think they're just rushing to get to her, and then they'll slow it down. Uh, well, if they I were going to do that, why not. didn't they just start it off with him sitting there unstrapping her and then back up from there? Well, problem is, is that that happens like three quarters of the way through the first volume. Um, so? <laughs> I mean, uh, as as butchered as they did this, you know, why didn't they just stop start with him walking in with his arm missing and all yeah. and, and unstrapping the lolly? I mean, why not? Sorry. (laughs) Is this another situation where the thousand-year-old vampire is a small child? Yes, it is. Uh, She has the the body of a small child, but she's actually 300 years old. I I will destroy... Yeah, 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 Dustin. She she has some Shinobu looks, but she's not Shinobu. I swear to God. I I mean, she's actually a really cool Just give me an adult vampire for once, you But she is an adult, Dustin. She just looks like a child. Yeah, she's She's, she's uh, just like Shinobu. She's she's just, you know... Uh, don't be just like well, that. Don't. She's actually a really cool character, and, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, they have sex. Yeah, yeah. Uh... (laughs) It's fine. She's like a thousand. 323 years old. Just draw an adult woman, goddammit. Here, Always. Dusty. They sell more. Here. If you're curious. Don't worry, Dustin. He gets a harem later, so, I mean. Great, uh, cool. Yeah, right. Because, Never watching like, this show. Cause, yes, because the opening has, like, uh, the opening The opening has the, uh, let's see, there's the bunny girl, and there's the, uh, there's the dragon. And there's the, oh yeah, there, there's also, uh, yeah, there's also, uh, let's see, two of the students from the, two of the students from his class, uh, and the teacher. Yeah, that, yeah, he, he gets quite the harem. Great. And, uh, oh Fantastic. yeah. He also, he also, uh, he also adopts a mermaid. Cool. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like. Yeah, there's a fair amount of like stupid stuff in this series. I was gonna say you're fair because you because you said like the source material is good, but I'm really starting to question that. No, 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 <laughs> d- d- Dustin, material... it's good for an isekai, and, and good is relative. Oh, okay, we're grading on a real, yeah, real loaded bell curve. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're if this was any curvier, it would be it should like I said, he should have walked in and and unstrapped you to begin with, but that's okay. Yeah, it's. So using a normal grading scale, it would get like a D plus. But again, I graded uh, the shonen on a shonen scale. So well, it's on a curve, yeah. all right. I'm just not sure what kind of a curve. Yeah, it's a it's... curve of, of they just want to do fan service for the people that have already read the manga or novel. They don't care know, why about did, why did why did we year. waste the time and energy? If never mind. It's... Yeah, except that, except that, yeah, if they're trying to do that, Arifaretta can't even do that right, because it looks terrible. <sighs> it's a sketch. Uh, yeah. It's a sketch for the win. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this episode a one. Well, see, I was more generous than you were. And I'm probably going to keep watching it just to hate on it further. Yeah. Um. I, I'm, 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 I might watch the next episode to see if... 
we either go straight to unstrapping the vampire or go back to the beginning and put our little coins in and say, now this is how the game works. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, because, yeah, right, because, like, because the whole point, the whole, the whole, like, the premise is that, is that this guy's, this guy and his entire high school class gets, uh, isekai'd, uh, gets summoned to this fantasy world, and, and, and right, and so the thing is, is, like, like, in the light novels, like, in the first chapter, you actually get to know all the people in the class. They have, like, dynamics, they have personalities... Skill sets, and names, um, yeah, and you know, right, yeah, and that, and the anime, the, the anime just like throws all that away. Yeah, I mean, basically, it starts out they're like on the forty-fifth level, featuring the big bad who breaks a hole in the floor that the guy tries to rebuild with some sort of power, and then he ends up falling into the abyss, and then it goes to hell from there. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, what happens is that, well, what happened was they were, like, they were on, like, one of, like, the, you know, you know, one of, like, the newbie, relatively newbie-friendly levels, you know, tr- you know, training up their powers so that they can, you know, fight the Demon Lord. Um, As one does in a Sekai. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, right, but uh, what happens is that one of the students, who's, like, the douchiest one, uh, activates a trap activates a trap which teleports them to a lower level where they where they are just like overwhelmed by monsters yeah they end up at level 45 yeah the main character tries to step up with his transmutation powers which are generally not that generally not that good for combat although he tries to use them cleverly but uh but yeah but what happens is the uh yeah the douchey guy uh, the douchey guy basically throws a fireball at our hero, because, yeah, and, and that's what gets him sent off the, uh, sent, uh, falling down into the abyss. Good. I'm glad since you left, read the novel, you picked up on those things, because basically all I saw was well, a train wreck that the switches were being thrown in the wrong order. <clears throat> yeah, if you, if you follow the action closely, you could sort of kind of puzzle it out, but it's... If you it's, already know the story, you can see where they're going. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know if you don't know the story, the next time you recommend one of these, please send me a six pack in advance. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, anyway. Alright, so Erefretta is utter crap. Mm. Uh, Moving on only for hating. All right, uh, so let's move on to Copcraft episode one, which was really good. Oh, yeah. Fun fact: this was written by the guy who wrote the Full Metal Panic novels. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. So imagine this: it's a buddy cop show. All right. One of them. I'm familiar with those. Is this wizened detective who kind of streetwise and. Uh, knows how things run the other is this new rookie on the block who's so new she's not even from the planet <laughs> but it's cool and then they hunt down uh, fairies and aliens together oh okay fairies and aliens well well fairies are aliens basically uh, because the, oh, the whole oh point, okay 
the whole point is, yes the whole point is that there's a is that uh, an interdimensional portal opened up and uh and they made people a city from there. the other side people from the other side come come through and these people from the other side include fairies and uh fairies and various magical creatures all right so it's like a reverse gate well yeah the gate also goes both ways but okay but yeah so there's it mostly focuses back. on so like it mostly focuses on like the weird creatures like living in our world so it's not uh, like a yeah. southern border crossing so yeah so after the equilibrium settles down there's commerce between the between the different dimensions Oh, so yeah, they, like they a make a big old city crossing. there, and basically the you're following the buddy cop of a policeman who uh, patrols the city, and then gets um, uh, a new friend, partner. Right, right. Because because what happens is in the cold open, in the cold open, uh, you know, he and his par- he and his old partner are basically doing the are basically busting this uh, ferry smuggling ferry smuggling thing. And, uh, and one of the, uh, and, uh, the bus goes bad, and the partner gets killed. He needs a new partner. Yeah. And so what they do is they assign this, uh, this, uh, like, this, like, noblewoman from the other side, who's got magical powers and sword, and, uh, and, uh, and mad sword skills, but has no idea how things on Earth work. So there's kind of a fish out of water thing going. Hmm. Yes. And and With most of the episode, it is then relegated to him telling her to not touch things. <laughs> Specifically after she pulls the uh, e-brake on his car. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe the fairy just wants to Tokyo drift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's pretty it's it's a solid show. I'm I'm giving it a four. I'll give it a five. I really enjoyed it. I don't think I really have any complaints. Also, it contains the quote. Um, ah, yes, Satan can suck my dick. Now, what's this about fifty-one inch TVs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good line. So, if that doesn't Does get the fairy your attention, say that. <laughs> that what? No, please. Oh man, no. I was really hoping the fairies well, said that. She's... That'd make it even better. Well, the, the the fairies are, as far as we know, like actual kind of fairies the size of, like maybe a foot. Okay. Um, and then his partner is actually like a female knight, young girl. Oh, okay. Who looks kind of like an elf. All right, I thought his partner no. was a fairy as well. No, they they considered like everyone from the alternate world to be aliens. Um, ah, okay. But there's multiple species, and there seem to be like nobility, and she's like a basically a noble, uh, a guard noble. Okay. Um. Huh. But uh, but yes, it's very good. I give it a five. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Neat. It's, it's um, buddy cop uh, fish out of water style story. I'll probably check it out then. Uh, I watched Vinland Saga episodes one through three. I 
I sure I saw, show about Vikings. I saw those episodes. It was incredible. Anime of the season. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Um, I'm probably not as high on it as you are. Um, it's it's totally. I did enjoy myself though. It is it is going a little slower than I expected. Um, I, I I was surprised that it took like three episodes to even just get out of the village. Um, but I like what I've seen. Um, I like all the characters so far. Um, even the kid, Thra- uh, Thorfinn, is kind of a, like, a childless brat in a way that is, like, underst- uh, like realistic and entertaining. Uh, I like Th- Thor's himself, uh, just as, like, this really big dude who's amazing at fighting who just really got sick of killing people and decided to fake his own death to just live a peaceful life as a farmer basically in Iceland uh, also they just straight up have Leif Erikson yep. there cause why not <laughs> yes uh, so obviously they're not so obviously not everyone is gonna die at the end of episode 3 Cause a, you gotta have the kid survive, and b, Leif Erikson can't die here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I I like the animation. It it is weird that they kind of did CG for like the cold open and just went to normal animation for the rest of the show. Um, but it worked out okay. Um, I like the premise of it. Uh, even though, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is accurate historically, but it just felt very convenient that's like, oh, the, the main hero, he's not cool with slavery, unlike all the other Norse, so (laughs) it's okay to like him, it's fine, he, he doesn't like slavery, (laughs) conveniently enough. Um. Well, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that is like historically accurate in that there was a you know uh, a like a more of a divide in terms of you know uh, uh, Vikings who did practice slavery. But I don't know. It, it just felt like one of those uh, fictional conveniences, so that way you don't have to try and convince your audience to like a character who keeps slaves. Uh, yeah, actually, what's sort of interesting is how, uh, yeah, the, uh, how, uh, how his daughter's like, it's like, yeah, why couldn't we get a slave? We need some help around the house here. Yeah, they, they, they do kind of, uh, try and, like, um, uh, uh, balance it out by having the, like, the, the daughter be just incredibly viking (laughs) where she's a real firebrand and also she thinks slaves are cool and useful well not cool but uh, and is very upset when her father gives away eight sheep just to make sure a dying slave doesn't like just for the principle of the thing basically yeah uh well yeah um but well, okay. Keep in mind, keep in mind that 
like not all slave systems are created equal. Uh, but uh, yeah, but slavery, in almost all cases, that it's not good. But uh... <laughs> yes, Ben, please present your arguments. Uh, no, slavery. I'm, I'm gonna say you probably don't need the almost <laughs> yeah, to it's, qualifier it's, there. It's bad, but fair enough. Fair enough. I will give it to you that way, but I'll, I'll give that to you. But uh, yes, slavery's bad. No, I want to hear However, this. however. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quote the uh, famous. Dr- I'm just gonna paraphrase uh, a famous drill tweet here. Uh, issuing correction on a previous post of mine regarding uh, regarding slavery. You do not, under any circumstances, gotta hand it to them. <laughs> you are correct. I will. I'm. I am. I will. Find, I will. Uh, yeah. I'll go. I know that isn't what you meant, no. but I just want to cut that off at the pass. Fair enough. But. Oh, <laughs> to make it very clear for our listeners. Yes. <laughs> However, uh, other podcast is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, different systems are are different cultures had different systems um, of slavery, so it's it's not necess- they don't necessarily like um, can't necessarily uh, analogize one to another. Uh, but also I just found it funny that they went through a great deal of trouble to say, like, oh, don't worry, the hero doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, uh, the yeah. hero's Mikey, huh? So he doesn't like everything. Um, but yeah, like, that that's just kind of a, a nitpick on my part. That And, like, honestly, a lot of, a lot of, like, fictional stories set in that era have the same sort of fictional contrivance for their heroes as well. Um, it's just a funny thing I noticed. Yeah, it, um, yeah, uh, yeah, but in terms of, uh, in terms of historical accuracy, this series mostly gets it right. Yeah, it's, it's still gonna be an anime, so you're gonna be having dudes, uh, doing some anime fighting and, uh, taking out a lot more people than a single person reasonably could. <laughs> the, Thor's especially in that for in that cold open uh, is basically like it's basically guts, but a Viking. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah, okay. It sounds like something that I oh, should not dude. watch. All right, uh, Dustin, you will not, or Larry, you will not like this. All right, okay, it's very bloody. Do not watch this. It's not a show now. for you. Yeah, Larry. okay. Thank you, you, thought, very, thank you, you thought, very much for the votes of confidence. Oh. You thought Thor's was improbably badass, but. Uh, He's got nothing on Thorkel. All right, you remember the bit in the cold open when uh, that dude who was standing next to Thor's actually cuts a mast? That was oh yeah, I, that was I did I did notice that, that was Thorkel. He'll be back. Nice, <laughs> good. Whoopee. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. It, yeah, like uh, they they do like try to incorporate some um, historically accurate parts in it. Like some again, I'm I'm not a Viking scholar, but the uh, at the very least, like sort of the daily life that they show, um, sort of the structures they they build, uh, the agricultural life um, that they portray uh, in Iceland, 
seemed like they were trying to stay, you know, reasonably true to that. But obviously, they're trying to make a sort of um, dramatic action show. So they're they're gonna play fast and loose at some point. Um, oh wait a minute! Isn't that anime fast and loose? But uh, but it did have some some Vikings Vikings just uh, really terrorizing a Christian, which is pretty true to life. Yeah, at least in that in that particular time period, because uh, yeah the uh, yeah the Vikings took a while to uh, adapt to Christianity. Yeah, which. You know, there's not really a good side to take in that particular conflict. <laughs> no, that was one of those where everybody was wrong, but nobody wanted to admit to yeah. it. Uh, as much as I uh, sometimes dunk on centrism, in this case, yeah, maybe both both sides were bad. <laughs> I think I said well, there's that. A, there's a between both sides were good and both sides were bad. Yeah, uh... Yeah. Yeah, they're they're sure because uh, yeah, as much as uh, as much as Vikings did love uh, murdering some people, uh, so so did uh, uh, Christians love just uh, trying to eliminate all traces of pagan culture. Yeah. Uh, so one area well, yeah. where they one area where they changed things up from the manga is they restructured things. So in the manga, like the first half of the first volume. Uh, start it, it starts with Thorfinn as a teenager, uh, and then and then and then like midway through the first volume, midway through the first volume, it's it flashes back to Thorfinn Thorfinn as a child and following Thor, following Thor's and uh, you know. Okay, interesting. And so this actually starts. This one goes less and media res than the manga. Yeah, this does. one goes straight chronological. Uh, yeah, interesting. And so, yeah. I wonder if they felt that the that the flash that the flashback just wasn't particularly necessary. Uh, they'll probably they'll probably show they'll probably get to get to the parts in the uh, you know where where it's, where the manga starts out. They'll probably get to those in a, a later episodes. Yeah, because I mean, like sometimes like stories do that where like they start out with the cool part and it's like all right time to get the backstory out of the way um and they do that to try and like keep your attention for the backstory which is typically more dull um but in this case the backstory isn't dull at all so maybe they just decide you know like there's no real reason to to, to do it out of chronological order so we'll just we'll just we'll just go with the route that you know yeah well what makes more chronological yeah, sense. Yeah, well, that backstory takes up, like, two volumes, so. Uh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like it so far. Very excited for more. Um, I give... I'll give these episodes fives. I like them a lot. I'm giving them fives. Okay. I've so far given everything I've watched a five. Well, you've been See, I have You've been very selective of the stuff you've watched. I have been extremely selective, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Uh, so la- last we have uh, Sonon Deska. And it's because of a plane crash, Ben. Oh, it's a plane crash, not a boat crash? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's a plane crash. Plane, plane clamp. Yeah. Okay, English. Plane, plane clamp. It's yeah, the plane plane's cl- limbs are very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Ha. Har, 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 har. So, yeah. So the, so the story with this show is, is that, yes, 
a plane crash, a plane carrying a bunch of schoolgirls on their, you know, class trip. Their plane crashes, and they uh, are stuck on a deserted island. So these four schoolgirls are stuck in a deserted island. Luckily, one of them it has uh, has had uh, survival training from her father ever since she was a child. So she knows exactly what to do in order to stay alive on this deserted island. While grossing her classmates out. Is her father one of those people who, like, owns a bunker? No. Uh, no. It, for when the end times it, come? It, no, it's, it's, like more like, it's more like he travels around the world. He travels around the world okay. and uh, brings his daughter with him and makes her eat moose testicles. All right, so more like a Bear Grylls kind of person. Yes. More like if Bato had a daughter. Got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did I get that right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, continuing on. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, so our girl, uh, her name is Homeray, by the way. So, Homeray, mm-hmm. the hero, the, uh, the hero of this show is, has been, you know, since she's trained since childhood to become, like, an expert in survival. And so, and so she offers handy survival tips for her, uh, for her classmates. And her classmates are thoroughly creeped out. <laughs> I think grossed out is a better word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's see. Yeah, so like in the first episode, she, uh, she stays hydrated by basically, uh, squeezing all the, squeezing all the juice out of a fish. Mmm, mm, no. <laughs> uh, let's see. And, and her classmate that gets thirsty, she's going to give her uh, a warm drink. As fish as, juice, my least as, favorite as, part of the fish. Like I said, uh, she's going to give her a warm drink as Pansu hits the top of the airplane that they're floating on. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was that. Uh, there's yeah. there, there's that. There's the, uh, yeah, <clears throat> eating bugs. Oh, yeah, and... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, one of the other girls, or like uh, one of the other girls, her mouth is drying out. So, uh, so uh, Homeré, well, she swaps spit with her, literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after, right after, she has just eaten a locust. Nice. And the friend gets a locust All leg right. in her mouth. She goes, "What's this? Oh, it's a toothpick." Yeah. <clears throat> and, and so, like, her line is, "My first kiss tasted like locusts." So yeah, this is this is uh, uh, we're 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 looking for the things to survive: food, water, shelter. Well, we kind of got the a little bit of food, a little bit of the water, but we avoided the shelter at the end of the episode. And uh, she's asleep on the sand, and her friends are going, "Wait a minute, she's crashed out already. How can she crash out?" Uh, well. After you've been with your father in some of the places that she's been, yeah, a nice, warm, sandy, damp beach is beats sleeping in the snow, wrapped up in the innards of a whatever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the episodes, yeah, so the episodes are uh, less than 15 minutes apiece, so it's a, it's a short show. Yep. And we're on our own. Shall we ad lib until he gets back? (laughs) Uh, 
Well, okay, I can talk about I can talk about some other shows because I've well, seen uh, I've seen look, quite a good number of them. Well, let's get ratings to this, and then you can kind of rattle on, okay? Yeah. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give these episodes fours. Yeah, fours are a good number. I'm gonna keep watching it. I want to see. I want to see how far they take the survival thing. You know? But uh, y'all can keep on talking, like the man said, and uh, when he gets back, he gets back. Yeah. Okay, so... Alright, so some other shows that I watched. Yeah, uh, this was actually a big season for other Isekai, for Isekai shows. And there are a lot of them. Uh, there are a lot of isekai shows this season. Let's see. So there was uh, Maosama Retry, where, uh, which is the uh, which is okay, kind of in the vein of Overlord. Yeah. So it's this guy who's this this gamer, who's actually uh, who's actually uh, an administrator. Uh, an administrator on the uh, on this, you know, MMORPG that's about to, uh, you know, that's about to be shut down. Yeah, and you know, and so like at the moment he's about to get shut down, uh, it, he uh, hell he gets transported to the world of the game as his character, where he is absurdly overpowered. That sounds like absurdly fun. Uh well the fun the fun of this thing is that uh, the uh, is that the main character is is actually uh, you know he's actually a, like a fully adult man so he's not like just a high schooler you know he's an adult he's he's actually mature and sensible and intelligent and self aware oh for the most part uh which puts him head and shoulders above uh, most other isekai protagonists. Um, and, uh, yeah, and he, uh, <clears throat> and, like, the, the first person he meets, the first person he meets uh, after he gets transported is this is this little girl who's an outcast from her village, uh, who he basically adopts, uh, and uh, becomes kind of like a, uh, Becomes kind of like a father figure to her, uh, you know. Okay. And, and Looks like the for, boss is back too. Yeah, and uh, yes, and in and her design is suspiciously uh, suspiciously resembles that of Rem from Re Zero, except she's a blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is uh, it any good? It's it's okay. It, like I said, it falls into the trap of uh, it falls into the trap of uh, making the guy so overpowered that uh, there's no tension or stakes in the show. Well, that's Something no which, fun. I mean, you know, I mean, the guy waves his hand and all the monsters die. That's no fun. Well, yeah, he yeah. Which I mean, you you can make that work if you put the tension elsewhere. Yeah, like good Superman comics do, but. Uh, Sounds like it doesn't really do that. No, well, yeah, that, that's not really the point. Uh, 
so yeah, there was that. Uh, let's see, other things. Uh, there was also uh, another show. Was uh, let's see, Katsute Kami Data Kimono Tachi A, which or to the abandoned sacred beasts. Uh, which. Okay, they they're basically uh, doing kind of there. There's like the scenario is kind of analogous to the American Civil War, except there's no slavery. Um, so you know, so it's like okay, there's a there's a North and South, there's a North and South having a civil war. You know, a having a civil war, except it's just you know over it's just over economics and you know money and power, but not slavery. Uh. Okay, so what the South claims the Civil yeah, War but, is but about. The, the, yeah, they're not trying to say that this is what the Civil War was like. This is just like yeah. this is just like a fantasy world a fantasy world which has like, you know, bits and pieces it's of not, like it, the Civil War and including the tech level. Because uh it, 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 they actually in this, like in this in this in this in uh, this world, you know, they have like a nineteenth century tech level. They're they're you know okay. they're using uh you know they're using uh, like muzzle loading, you know. They're using muzzle loading rifles. They have cannons, and uh, sounds like an alternate southern retelling. Um, the but the uh, the big twist or the big uh, like the big gimmick is that uh, the uh, is that one of the sides uh, comes up with this uh, comes up with this technique for transforming uh, transforming soldiers into monsters. Uh, oh, and uh, and so like the and so they use the and so they use these tr these soldiers transformed into monsters to basically win the war. Uh, and then the question becomes, okay, what do you do with these monsters after the war is over? Yeah, you and can't kill them. Yeah, and that's the story, and that's that's where the story uh, that's where the story goes because uh, the treatment that turned people into monsters uh, eventually. After a certain point, after a certain point, uh, well, once they become a monster, you know, like they, uh, well, they can't go back to being human again. And, well, uh, that makes sense. And so it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole thing, the whole point of the show is it's designed to be kind of a metaphor for you know PTSD and the question of like. You know what do you do with you know what do you do with old soldiers after the war's over? Uh, it's it's uh, it's, a decent show. it's a decent show. Uh, yeah, like the first episode is just like this extended prologue setting up the you know setting up the scenario, and like episode two is when they, the show really starts. Oh, well, that's promising. Finally, a show that gives you something in the first episode besides the middle of the book. Oh, yeah, a lot happens in that first episode, actually. It's cool. kind of amazing how much... Uh, but, yeah, anyway, it's it's an, uh, it's an okay show. I'm, I would give it a three. I'm going to keep watching it. Okay. Well, boss, you're back. Yeah, so, uh, I think that about does it for the reviews. We did cover a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah we sure did, about uh, an hour and 49 minutes worth. 
Yeah, so I think uh, we we pretty much did all we can be honestly expected to do. Uh, we definitely... That's a put put that on the back of the Bacacast like no, it's box. not it's not three hours long. <laughs> Does ex- does exactly what you expect and no more. Like I said, meets it, expectations. It, it's not three hours long, but it's close. Bacacast, the most adequate podcast on the internet. <laughs> uh, All right. It, anyway, I think it's time to say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, yeah, Lucy. I sent out a tweet. Uh, I didn't get any questions, though, other than um, a question that wasn't really uh, meant to be answered on the podcast. Uh, it was just goofing with me. Um, so yeah, that'll be it for this episode of Baka Cast. We'll be back later with more reviews of this season, probably. Who knows? It's a mystery. Somewhere between now and Christmas, if wait. California doesn't fall in the ocean first. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah, next or next, just burn. Next episode, we will. Next episode, we'll be getting uh because uh, Carol and Tuesday and uh, Fruits Basket are continuing into next season. Uh, we'll right. be uh. Yeah, we'll be we'll be covering those next episode. Okay, maybe. Yeah, sure. I'll have to. I'll have to remember to watch them this time. Uh, I, this time, I'll send um, you a big old flurry email, you know, with flowers. Oh man, and the latest couple and... episodes of Fruit Basket were awesome. You should totally yes, watch them. Yeah, were. it's not like I don't like Fruit Basket. It's that I just it just came up close to recording time, and I was like, oh, I have nice. spent so much time catching up on other things. Yeah, you had one <laughs> I of those. Just watch the new stuff. You had one of those oh nuts moments. Yeah. Uh, so yes, um, Ben, Dustin, three, two, one, Kitabosh, anime, good for the soul, most of it. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> it's better than watching terrestrial television. Bye bye. <laughs>